Hi, welcome to Tobacco Control's first podcast. My name is Becky Freeman. I'm the assistant editor for new media for the journal. And for those of you who are familiar with the journal, you know we specialize in, in publishing research that's helpful to tobacco control policy. And we've had a really interesting paper published by Chi Wu and colleagues. And we're talking to her this evening about her work and giving her a chance to give some more detailed information about what makes this work so important and the kinds of things they looked at. So, um, Chi, good afternoon, good evening. How are you? Hi. Actually, it's good morning here. <laughs> Hi, ah, Becky. Right. This is Chi Wu. I'm a health econo- economist from University of York. Okay. Um, I just wanted to start out by asking you, now this paper is all about mental health and smoking rates. Because smoking rates are so high among mental illness patients that we have an incredible economic impact. Can you talk about why you did this study and what was so important about your findings? For decades now, people have been told about the harmful effects of smoking. Since the first smoking and health policy paper was released in the UK, the prevalence of smoking has been falling for many years, from 45% in 1974 to 20% in 2013. However, smoking among those with mental health issues has changed very little over the past 30 years. It is estimated that 33% of people with mental disorders are smokers, which is 50% higher compared to the general population. And meanwhile, people with mental health disorders are also more likely to smoke heavily. And this group accounts for as much as 42% of the total national tobacco consumption. And therefore, Smoking imposes a significant economic burden on both individuals and society. So, in this study, we estimated the avoidable economic cost of smoking in people with mental disorders to raise awareness about the importance of smoking sensation in this group. And yeah, that's, those are just amazing figures to think that we've had so much success reducing smoking rates, but really they're, they're incredibly high in mental health patients. Yeah. Uh, the rest, result of this study showed that smoking in people with mental disorders cost the UK economy nearly £2.5 billion per year, and therefore that development and implementations of smoking sensation interventions in this group is a particularly high priority. Mm. And could you tell me what, what sort of cost, when you talk about 2.5 billion, what sort of things did you look at? What, what, what's included in this cost? Uh, in this study, we looked at three types of costs that really related to smoking. Uh, first, the direct health care cost to treat smoking-related diseases, such as lung cancer, cardiovascular disease, and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And second, we look at the cost, the lost productivity due to workplace absenteeism. And finally, uh, the, the losses sustained from premature death. Uh, in total, people with mental disorders who smoke cost uh, uh, 2.5 billion pounds. And all these costs are more or less equally divided among these three categories. Were there any costs that you would have liked to include but weren't able to? Yes, slightly. For example, there are like uh, uh, costs uh, from accident fire 
uh, caused mm. by smoking. And but um, in this study, we only included these three most important cost components. Yeah, so this could essentially even be a conservative estimate of the total burden then. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And could you maybe just give your thoughts on why you think smoking rates are just so high in this population, given that we've had so much success otherwise in reducing smoking rates? Why haven't we been able to make any headway here? Uh, well, actually, there are many reasons that explain for the high prevalence of tobacco uh, use among these people with mental disorders. And the most widely accepted explanations include a first deprivation and social exclusion. There is evidence that smokers in more deprived socioeconomic groups have uh, higher rates of smoking. And people experiencing mental illness often have low income and uh, feel isolated from wider society. So smoking is often used as a coping mechanism to help deal with the stressness of living uh, with mental illness or financial hardship. And second, it is believed that tobacco can be used as a type of self-medication to counter stress and the effects of anxiety, depression, or psychosis. There is some evidence that the nicotine in cigarettes can provide immediate relief from mental illness symptoms, such as anxiety or depression. And this may explain the increased risk of smoking among people with mental disorders. However, in long term, we know nicotine withdrawals also creates a range of unpleasant symptoms which may worsen the smoker's mental health conditions. And there are other explanations such as, such as the environment and smoking culture of mental health settings and the lack of information or support to encourage quitting. To sum up, High smoking rates in this group can be explain, explained by a combination of environmental, socioeconomical, personality, medical, psychoanalytical, and neurological factors. It's a very obviously it's very complicated. There's going to yeah. be a need for. There's no just one straight simple solution. What do you think are the, some of the things that we need to be doing immediately to help this group of people? In order to help this group of people, uh, actually there are, there's a lot need to be done. And we would recommend that smokers with mental disorders using primary and secondary care service should be identified and provided with specialist smoking sensation support. These professionals working with or caring for people with mental disorders should be trained in awareness of smoking as a high, uh, a major health issue and uh, be able to deliver brief sensation advice to provide or arrange further support to those who want to quit. And meanwhile, um, population-level tobacco control strategies such as smoke-free policy and mass media campaigns are also important to promote smoking sensation in mental health populations. 
Fantastic. I, I agree that those are some really important things. And I, I think a, a lot of the time we've just, we've forgotten that not everybody is going to be reached by some of the policies we've put in place. And we've put exemptions in places like mental health facilities where maybe they're even needed the most. Um, just to finish up, maybe you could tell us what do you hope is this, this research would do? What do you hope will change how it will help improve the health of those with, of ment- with mental illness? We hope the government and research funding agencies should consider encouraging and investing in research to address this major cause of illness, uh, ill health in this group. Um, for example, more research is needed to develop efficient smoking sensation support by tailoring to the specific needs of mental health populations. And for those smokers who can't quit, it is also important to integrate harm reduction and temporary abstinence strategies into mental health care delivery to to reduce the harm of smoking. And by doing so, it will generate substantial cost savings to the NHS, as well as benefits in quantity and quality of life in people with mental disorders. Oh, thanks so much for that, Chi. I really, I do hope that your research does, it falls on the right ears and that we do see improvements in this area. Did you have anything else you wanted to to mention or to share with listeners? I think uh, uh, these are the main points of the paper and uh, it was uh, very nice talking to you. Thanks. You too. We'll talk again soon. Best of luck with the rest of your research. Thank you.